Welcome to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers about medical breakthroughs with the power to improve lives everywhere. Technology has become an increasingly important part of the radiotherapy. Besides everything being digitalized, I think the biggest influence it has that we are able to radiate more precisely. Due to better imaging quality, better machines, we are able to treat the tumors with a higher dose and less side effects. You've just heard Kirsten Orenz van Harten, a senior radiotherapy technologist at Erasmus University Medical Center in Rotterdam, Netherlands. Here, she explains the importance of technological advances in the field of radiotherapy. In this episode, Dr. Sasha Mudik, Senior Vice President at Varian Medical Systems, a Siemens Healthineers company, is joined by Kirsten Oreins von Harten, as well as Dr. Eric Horwitz, Chair of the Department of Radiation Oncology at Temple University and Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia, and Dr. Jennifer Persley, medical physicist and assistant professor at Harvard Medical School. Hello, I'm Dr. Sasha Murek. A vast number of cancer patients will have to undergo radiotherapy during their treatment process. Because of this, experts are searching for ways to treat patients as effectively as they can. Through radiotherapy, while also reducing the treatment side effects as much as possible. One answer to this is adaptive radiotherapy. Adaptive radiotherapy has been around for some time, but recent advancements in AI and imaging technology have refined the process and made new solutions possible. Today, you'll hear from top experts in the field on how advancements in adaptive radiotherapy technology have transformed the patient experience and how the field as a whole and where it may take us in the future. If you boil down radiation oncology to the simplest thing, it's that we want to give a very big dose of radiation to the cancer, in our language, the target, and we want to protect the things that are next to the target as much as possible. They're all our different normal body parts. If we're going to focus on prostate cancer, we protect the bladder and the rectum. If we're treating lung cancer, we're protecting the normal lung. We're protecting a person's heart. That's Radiation Oncology Chair, Dr. Eric Horvitz, explaining traditional radiation oncology and its treatment process. Physicians meet the patient. We plan and prepare their treatment. That's called the simulation. It involves CT scans, sometimes it involves MRIs. Then the patient goes home and waits to start. Behind the scenes, we're planning their treatment. It's basically figuring out the dose of radiation, the different beams and the angles and all these different things. A patient will then come on the day that they're scheduled to start and we will begin their treatment. For oncology specialists like Dr. Horvitz and radiotherapy technologist Kirsten Offerins, radiation therapy is one of the main options to choose from when deciding on treatment path for patients. You have three treatment options with cancer surgery, which is really local if the surgeon can get to it the tumors cut out and you're done then of course you have chemotherapy which is more systemic it's throughout the entire body and then you have radiotherapy and depending on size of the tumor location and stuff like that with the implementation of adaptive radiotherapy this process is condensed and enhanced where the standard radiotherapy treatment plans are designed based on scans without the patient present the adaptive process works in real time. 
Here, Dr. Horvitz and Kristen Offerins walk us through a typical adaptive radiotherapy session. When the patient gets put on the couch where they're laying on the radiation machine and we get them all perfectly positioned, instead of at that point just treating them, we literally start the whole planning process over again in real time while they're laying on the table and we replan the treatment. We can really check if the treated area is in the correct position. And when we assess this and we can further go on with the treatment, we just start radiation with the press of a button. The radiation itself will take minutes. And when that's finished, we'll help the patient get off the couch and they are free to go home and come back the next day. And that current to the minute picture of patient's anatomy is crucial. As medical physicist Jennifer Persley explains, bodies can change from day to day and even hour to hour. And the positioning of a targeted tumor can shift greatly. If you think about something like the stomach, that's an organ where if you have an empty stomach versus a full stomach, that greatly changes the size and position of the stomach. So bodies can change that way. We can also see tumors shrink as they receive more and more radiation and cells are dying. The tumor will actually shrink. Our people might even lose weight during radiation therapy, and that can cause changes in the anatomy. Though radiotherapy has been used to treat patients with cancer for well over a century, adaptive radiotherapy has only become a viable treatment option within the last several years. Advances in technology, particularly the improvement of imaging, have greatly contributed to the practical introduction of adaptive radiotherapy into oncological treatments. Jennifer Persley has seen firsthand how integral advanced imaging is when it comes to creating and implementing adaptive radiotherapy treatment in the field. Without really good images of the patient, it wouldn't be possible to identify the tumor and the nearby organs every day. And you need to be able to identify those accurately so that you can create a new treatment plan. Along with the improvement of imaging technology also comes advances in the ability to contour organs, which is a major aid in avoiding collateral damage around the target. Another development is the ability to automate the contouring of the tumor and the organs on those images. Because in order to create a new treatment plan, you need the high quality image, but you also need to contour the tumor and the organs so that the planning system knows where the dose should go to treat the tumor and where it should avoid putting dose to spare the organs. While patients undergoing adaptive radiotherapy will notice major changes from the process of standard radiotherapy, there are also some differences that aren't as readily apparent. One of the most valuable advancements is the increased ability of oncologists to avoid exposing other organs to radiation while honing in on their target. What's definitely evolved over the last two decades is the ability to much better see where we're aiming. We can literally see now to the millimeter where we're aiming radiation. With such advanced precision, adaptive radiotherapy is a game changer when it comes to preserving the health of organs surrounding the targeted area. It's never possible to completely avoid the healthy cells as they are usually surrounding the tumor. But with imaging like a CT scan or an MRI, we can see exactly what healthy tissues are near the tumor, and we can direct our radiation to avoid them as much as possible. As Dr. Horvitz explains, the more delicate the positioning of the target, the more helpful a tool this form of radiotherapy is. Prostate cancer, lung cancer, 
the pancreas, the liver, any area where we can see where we're aiming and the cancer is really next to something that's very, very sensitive. So also treating certain GYN cancers where cervix cancer, we want to treat the cervix and the bowel is literally right next to it. We absolutely have to protect the bowel. So any situation where that's crucial, there's a role for adaptive. For technicians like Kristen Offerings, the accuracy of adaptive radiotherapy makes a critical difference when it comes to keeping an extra safety margin between the disease and the surrounding healthy organs. The area where you see it mostly done is in the pelvic area because there you have your bladder and your bowels and depending on how much they are filled, organs around it can move a lot. So for now we take an extra safety margin around our tumor to be sure that due to this daily variation we can radiate it every day properly so we have a safe margin for this movement. But now with adaptive radiotherapy, we don't need this extra safety margin. We can reduce this because we can check every day where the exact tumor is and tweak the plan towards it. With innovations in adaptive radiotherapy, not only can the treatment path of a patient with cancer change, that patient may also have an entirely different experience when it comes to the ill effects of radiotherapy. People literally come into the radiation department, they'll get their treatment, they'll leave and they'll do whatever they're normally doing. They're not sick, which is fantastic. They go about their lives, they work, they do whatever, they go on vacation. We want to interrupt people's lives as little as possible, and this just allows us to do that. It's that same targeted focus that also allows patients to maintain their quality of life while undergoing treatment. Every single person we treat, we ask how they're doing both before they start treatment, during treatment, and then as we track them afterwards with their checkups and follow-ups. Not everybody gets it because it's not appropriate for everybody, but for many, many people it's routine. It also has given us the opportunity to kind of push the envelope in providing better cancer care. It's our job to provide great care to people. It's also to push the envelope and come up with new ways to treat people. And the irony is, it's a good irony, is that we're giving these huge doses and people get way fewer side effects because it's so much more precise. Adaptive radiotherapy doesn't just change the structure of a patient's care. It also greatly changes how providers work to create a treatment pathway. Where before, an oncology team might have functioned somewhat independent from the treatment sessions and prepared the treatment plan in advance. Adaptive radiotherapy makes oncology a team sport. With adaptive treatment, the team is there from beginning to end, and it's, it's actually quite time-consuming. Some things are quicker, some things are slower, but we could be standing at the machine with the patient from anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. It's a burden on, on the physician and the physicist. Obviously, it's not a burden on the patient at all, other than that the treatment takes more time. In fact, the implementation of adaptive radiotherapy has changed quite a bit how an oncology team functions. As radiotherapeutic technician, there's actually a shift in responsibilities because the delineation of the target volume, so saying, okay, this part of the body should be treated with radiation, was actually a part of the physician's responsibility. But now with adaptive radiotherapy, we have to do a treatment on the treatment unit and the physician isn't able to be there. So it's now become our job to define the treated area of this patient. So it's actually a shift in uh, responsibility. 
we aren't typically available to be standing at the machine all the time. We've actually changed things. So in fact, we are because it's so important. And if you're going to do it, that's what you have to do. But it has required a change in the practice of radiation oncology. The radiotherapy has existed in some form or another for many years. Current technology has only worked to improve it as a cancer treatment. When looking toward the future of radiotherapy, Kirsten offerings is particularly heartened by the great leaps that the field has made in just recent history. In a perfect world, we would be able to treat patients with radiotherapy very specific, with a high dose, with no need of these safety margins, with no dosage to sensitive organs around it. Because if we can treat them with the high dose, with the high precision, this would mean by the patient in the end, fewer trips to the hospital, lesser time at the hospital, and with less or no side effects. But I have to say with this adaptive radiotherapy, I think we're well on the way to this. Though radiotherapy benefits from technological advancements across the board, one area that has Jennifer personally particularly hopeful is the integration of artificial intelligence to speed the process along. Doing contouring manually can take a long time, but to make the adaptive process go quickly for online adaptive, you need to use some automation. If the automated contours aren't perfect, you'll then have to fix them a little bit manually. So this is one place where AI is helping out a lot to try to automate this contouring. And I expect that the AI is gonna get better and better in the future. The contouring is the step that takes the longest because the automated contours usually aren't great. They require both very careful review and some editing, which takes time. In some adaptive systems, you actually have to tweak the optimization to get the treatment plan you want, and that also takes extra time. And there's a requirement to do a safety check for an adapted plan before you treat the patient. And there's an opportunity to make that faster as well. For Dr. Horvitz, it's the privilege of seeing firsthand patients who would have once had little hope of ever returning to their daily lives continue to live for many years. The goal is to cure a person, but we can't cure everyone. But even for a person that we can't cure, we can still help them and we can make people live for years and years. Where certain cancer diagnoses were once a veritable death sentence, they can now be thought of and managed similarly to other chronic diseases like high blood pressure or diabetes. There's now patients where it's like, okay, we can't get rid of your cancer, but you're not actually gonna die of your cancer. We're gonna treat you occasionally. Every once in a while, cancer will pop up somewhere, we'll treat it, we might have to switch different drugs and things, and you'll go on for years and years and years. For oncologists, this way of thinking can be a paradigm shift. I'll actually even say to a person, don't view a recurrence as a failure, because it's not a failure we can actually take care of this. And it's ideal if I only have to treat you once, but in real life, there's a bunch of people that I have to treat frequently. As oncologists, that's a different mindset. The goal is always cure everybody, and if not, it's a failure. That's just not true at all anymore. What we now know as standard radiotherapy was once the newest, most innovative cancer treatment available. Over time, it's become commonplace and one of the most important tools at an oncologist's disposal. With the more recent implementation of adaptive radiotherapy, oncology specialists are able to closely tailor treatment pathways 
to patients' needs in near real time. And treatments are now more powerful than ever with precision that minimizes collateral organ damage. This is made possible by combination of technological advancements from different fields, like artificial intelligence and advanced imaging. And what's more, it is driven by pioneering practitioners around the world who, just like my guests today, continue to push the boundaries of cancer care. There's things that we now do that are considered routine that were considered incredibly complicated 20 years ago. I think this will be the same thing. As time goes on, this won't be special anymore because it's the culmination of what we've been doing for 30 years. If you had said to me in, in the late 1990s, oh, I'll be able to do what I now do in 15 to 20 minutes, I just would have looked at you like, that's, there's no way that's possible. But it is possible now. So I think more and more people are going to get shorter and shorter courses of radiation. It's all going to be adapted because you're just going to be treating what's in front of you. You've been listening to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers. We pioneer breakthroughs in healthcare for everyone, everywhere. Subscribe to us and always get the latest episode in your podcast feed or visit siemens-healthineers.com slash podcast for more. The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors in this